Some Bronx are automatic from the three. Some hit their times on the track, and others grand slam fastballs. The timer is about to begin on the Bronx box score, dishing you the latest stats, scores, and exclusive interviews for everything Rider Athletics. Keeping you up to date with all the action in the Mac, here's your host, Jay Johnson, exclusively on 107.7 The Bronx. Ooh, it is so good to be back in the stew. 1077 The Brock, nominated for eight 2024 Intercollegiate Broadcasting Systems Media Awards, including Best Morning Show and, of course, Best College Radio Station. Find out if we successfully defend our title on March 2nd. Welcome to the Bronx Box Score on 1077 The Bronx and the all new 1077TheBronc.com. Oh, I am back. It is a snow day, so I hope that you guys are all kicking it, relaxing, vibing. I am excited for this episode, uh, but it's weird because I'm by myself in the studio right now. Um, no, Nobody's here with me. I, it's just me. Um, but I wouldn't sit here and just bring myself on the air by myself. Like that was that just seems very, I don't know, narcissistic. So I, I did get some guys. I didn't I didn't get I didn't get a team that everybody's a fan of. I might not have gotten, you know, somebody that plays on a field or somebody that runs on a track or somebody that goes up and down a court. I don't have that. But I have a team. I have I have I have I have a semblance of something, you know, the Avengers assembled. Uh I'm currently joined on Zoom with the play-by-play announcer for the Ryder men's basketball team, Jordan Hurst, and one half of the color commentators, one-third of, oh, now the entire team, now the entire Ryder men's basketball team is here. Welcome, Matthew Brown. And I am also joined with one half of the color commentators for the Ryder women's team, as well as one-third of the Ryder women's broadcast team, Rich Sale. Hello. How are you boys doing this lovely, lovely, lovely evening? Doing great, Jay. Wow, this is going to be a mess. <laughs> um, this is going to be a fun episode. I was telling them before. I was like, man, this is the snow schedules. People are busy. I didn't really know. But this was a, this was an episode I wanted to do, you know, once I was assigned this this show. I was like, I want to get the com- the commentators on. I want to talk, you know, basketball. I want to talk broadcasting. I want to talk commentating. I want to talk all of it. We're going to keep it writer uh, for the most part. Don't get me wrong. Like we're definitely going to get some, get, get some of our sports stuff in there, but we're going to try and keep this writer because we all cover writer teams. We all have aspirations to, you know, cover teams. And that's why we do this writer broadcasting or broadcasting stuff. That's why we, you know, do all this stuff at the radio station. We want to you know, want to hone our skills and be successful. But before that, before we get into all of that, there was a game this weekend. It's a big game this weekend. A huge game this weekend and i would be wrong for every other sports show host because it's it's still super bowl high week like i don't know i don't care what this i don't care who has a lombardi right now there was a game on sunday and i didn't get to talk about it and you all didn't get to talk about it so let's talk about it jordan i'm gonna start with you because you're 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 closest to me uh how'd you feel about the super bowl um, the first half I was complaining. The first half I was like, man, this is exactly like the 2019 Patriots versus Rams mm-hmm. is going to be one of those just boring punt fests back and forth. And I really felt that way all the way up until the fourth quarter. And then things got good. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes did his thing as an Eagles. I love seeing the suffering of the 49ers fans on Twitter. <laughs> I look, I'm not the biggest guy especially after what happened last season mm-hmm. but i can patrick mahomes enough for that game winning drive there in overtime and it's just poetic justice the fact that the 49ers lost because kyle shanahan 
and the rest of the team didn't know the overtime rules. Which we're going to get into because I feel some type of way about that. But yep. Matthew Brown, my, my, my second half of the color commentator booth, how would you feel about Super Bowl 58? Uh, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, man, he's, he's the final boss. He's, <laughs> he's the king. Yeah. You know? Like when you're playing that video game and like I said last week on my show, uh, Sports Hammer, uh, you and Rich, you know, you get to the end of that video game. You got that big cinematic sequence that dramatizes the gravity of the situation, and then you fight the then you fight that final boss. And you know, if you lose, you're usually able to respawn, get another crack at it. Uh, problem is, is uh, Fortnite didn't have that respawn button, yeah. and they really could use it. Especially, they probably wanted to use the respawn after the uh, overtime uh, coin toss. Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely shocked. Uh, I mean, I said this. I said this to you on text yesterday. I'm mainly mad Travis Kelsey didn't catch a touchdown for all my parlays. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, yeah. I'm I, to all the Swifties out there. Congratulations, you guys are officially Super Bowl Fifty Eight champions. Um, I'm I'm tight at your boy though because Travis Kelsey, like, oh, you hold on to that ball right there on the front, on the on the on the on the pylon, front pylon. If you hold on to that ball. I'm a happy man. I have no vested interest in either two teams, but, you know, I, I had to throw a little something Jay, on Jay, we said it yesterday. Jay, we said it yesterday. He would have caught that if he was dating nice spice. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, it's okay because, you know, it is what it is. I wasn't mad at the Super Bowl, and I'm going to get to you, Rich. I wasn't mad at the game itself. I thought the game was a good game, which was all I cared about. I just wanted to be entertained for four quarters, and I got a little bit extra with some overtime, so I couldn't have been mad. But, uh, Rich, how was uh, how was your experience with the Super Bowl? I thought the first quarter, the first half really was interesting because we hadn't seen really a team slow down Kansas City's offense in quite a couple of weeks like the Niners did. And that front four started to get to him. They contained him very well. And I remember saying to the people I was with uh, at my house for Super Bowl, I was like, they're playing pretty great. They're, you know, keeping them in contained. They had one big play up at that point. So it was kind of just let him be patient. And he was doing it. It's just they got two turnovers that kind of almost would have been close for it. But uh, I thought the Niners front four really controlled the first half. And then the second half was when, you know, at that point, McCaffrey not being run as much in the third quarter. I don't know what Shanahan was thinking in that particular quarter. Um, but I think the muff punt changed the whole game. Yeah. And that's when I knew I'm like, great. You just gave this team all the momentum. And now this is what they do. They capitalize on it. And uh, unfortunately, I'll, I'll make this joke real quick. Unfortunately, the national nightmare happened yesterday. Mm. Uh, the Chiefs and the Swifties celebrating a Super Bowl win. So I went down with my ship. I told Matt on the sports yammer last uh, Tuesday that I was going to go down, win or lose, with my team I picked to win a Super Bowl mm -hmm. on my own show. And I lost, but, you know, it was an overtime. It, but what biggest takeaway was the little things kind of matter. Yeah. You, you know, kick three, you better have a way to stop them from getting six, and the Chiefs got six. Yeah. I was saying this about the game yesterday to my, to my lovely father. What's up, Pops? Um... It's the the way the Chiefs play that game is you have to put them down. You have to slay the dragon. You can't just keep playing, battling around with it because it's going to keep coming back. Um, it's like it's like playing Call of Duty Zombies. Like you, it's hordes. It's going they're going to keep coming, and you keep you hang around long enough, 
yeah, you're you're right, Matt. It's game over. It's you, that's just how it goes. And I mean, shout out to the Chiefs. They did exactly what they wanted to do. I mean. And that was with the, the mistakes that we really, we really don't see the Chiefs make. They made those mistakes, and it didn't matter. And now you, I have to ask the question, like, is there a team that goes in there? Is there a team in the AFC that can beat them, you know, so that they don't go back to the Super Bowl? Is there a team in the NFC that can dethrone them from being, you know, Super Bowl champions? Like, I don't know if there is, but I'm telling you, I said it on your show, Matt. I'm telling you, this man is the new Brady He's the new Brady, and he has curly hair, and he sounds like Kermit. I I mean that the most respectful way possible, but that is who it is. It's it's just it's, he's, a, he's in a different entity now. But it was a it was a really good it was a really good Super Bowl. I was thoroughly enjoyed all the booing and moaning about uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, whatever, get out of your feelings. It's over now. It's basketball season. Hello, how are you? Um, so now we're gonna talk a little bit of hoops. Because we have, like I said, we have we have a, 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 a plethora of basketball minds sitting on this Zoom call right now, and we have. I know, I know, Matt, you're a Knicks fan. I know, Jordan, you're a Sixers fan as long as me. I don't know, Rich, if you follow the NBA, if you have a team. I do follow the NBA. I mean, I kind of like tune more into it uh, when the playoffs start after the March Madness tournament. Um, so I, I mean, I pay attention more towards playoffs. It's hard for me to kind of pick that team because it feels like. Everybody moves now, like every mm. year almost. Yeah. Like I'm just hyper exaggerating, but that's why I don't know if I have got that one team right now. But I tune into the playoffs. Okay, so yeah, I mean, it's still you watch college basketball. You obviously broadcast college basketball, so you know hoops. Everybody here knows hoops. Um, and we're we're gonna touch a little bit on on the NBA, just a, just a tad because we got it again transitions. Uh, so we're gonna touch a little bit on a, uh on a on a quick transition with with basketball um how do we feel about our teams i know jordan we're gonna get into the sixers a little bit i'm i'm not mad i'll say that i was much i was much more mad a week ago a week or so ago but i'm now i've tempered i've seen the team play still don't have Joel Embiid. but talk to me how do you feel Uh, i'm kind of in the same boat as you look i think the way Daryl Morey had a press conference the other day, and he was speaking like Joel Embiid will be back in time for the playoffs. And if you're a Sixers fan, that's got to excite you. This would you finally get a season with Joel Embiid healthy in the playoffs. The only problem is where will you be seated? Right now, I believe the Sixers are fifth in the East. And look, they've proven that they could still win even without Joel, obviously it's been a lot tougher, but how about that game last night? Yep. I mean, Cleveland came in, what, winners 17 of 18. They were the hottest team in the league by far. They had they'd only lost at home, I think, like twice the entire calendar year. And the Sixers' backups came in there, and for most of the game were keeping Cav- the Cavs at arm's length. I know they got back in it close. The Sixers tried everything they could to lose that game at the end. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling, again, cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. with the Sixers because I think even if you can get to the playoffs as say as long as you're not a play-in team as long as you don't have to fight your way through that just to get into the actual tournament and you get a, a healthy Joel Embiid even as a 5-6 seed it'll be a lot tougher to go on the road but you get a guy like Embiid who was averaging what 36 a night prior to going out with the injury and you get him healthy for the playoffs for the first time really ever mm-hmm. i think that could that can only benefit you you just have to kind of tread water until that happens yeah and i was actually speaking to a friend about this earlier is 
we we put so much on teams during the regular season about where we think they'll finish. It was a graphic about the Thunder and who they've beaten, and they've beaten all these, you know, caliber teams, the Nuggets, they beat the Knicks or whatever, They're how they play against the Clippers and stuff like that. And I say, in a series, you have to have the best player in the series if you want to win it. It is that plain and simple. You have the best player in the series, whether if it's the best player in the NBA, whether it's the best player in the conference, whether it's the best player in whatever, you have that best player on the court, you you win the series. And f- for a lot of those series, Joel Embiid will be the best player on the court. Now, the question is just, does he is he healthy? Can he go out and can he play 100%? We haven't really seen that. And it's one thing that has really robbed us as, uh, for me, as a Sixers fan, but also NBA fans in general, just not being able to see this generational talent play. But it'll be interesting to see how this all pans out because I'm, it's like the, it's just the same. It's the same movie. Just we keep adding more commercials, and I'm like, when do we get to the good part? I, I've seen this already. Is there a good part? I don't know if there is, but you know, Matt, you're you're riding high. You're 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 not where we are. You're you're happy. Your your team is your team is doing something. They're doing something for the first time in a little bit. So talk to me. How do you feel? So. uh I'm a really big fan of the right time with Bomani Jones, and Bomani Jones uh, was once famously a Atlanta Falcon fan, and he talks about his past fandom, saying he had to get off that narcotic, and that's what the Knicks were for me. They were that narcotic that I had gotten off of, just because, like, you know, it's a combination of just like the debacle of the mellow years, uh, and then also just like I don't like James Dolan as a person. It's really hard for me to root for teams when the genesis of their issues are uh, not bad ownership, but toxic ownership, which is what I do think James Dolan does. Like the only reason why the Rangers are good. My buddy has a buddy who works in the Rangers front office and he asked him point blank. He was like, how come James Dolan's toxicity doesn't bleed into the Rangers? And he goes, because James Dolan kind of forgets that he owns the Rangers. (laughs) So uh, all this is to say is that like, I wish that didn't affect my fandom. But it did, so I was out on the Knicks for a few years. But then they signed this fella named Jalen Brunson. Mm. And I need to call my sponsor because I am back on that narcotics, man. <laughs> like, oh, man. It's been a lot of fun. They lost last night because Ed Malloy called a terrible foul on Jalen Brunson at the last second when they were visiting uh, the Rockets. But it's fun. I like the Bogdanovich move just because it gives them more consistent perimeter shooting. And it also gives them, you know, just, like, more experience and, like, better play, especially since OG Ananobi is going to be out for a couple of weeks. That concerns me a little bit, but as long as they're able to go 500 throughout that stretch, sorry, that's my dog. As long as they're able to go 500 uh, throughout that stretch, I think they'll be fine. Um, I, I'm not unrealistic about the Knicks. Okay. I do not think they are going to win the NBA championship. Okay. Oh, but do I think they could make the cup the championship? Mm. <laughs> I really do. I really <laughs> Listen, Matt, if if I had a different show at a different hour and maybe two hours of it, we could get into all the basketball and all the all the who wins what, who goes where. Man, I the NBA is just so entertaining to me. And uh the NFL, like I I listen, big football fan, hundred percent. Love the love the love the sport of football. But basketball is just a different feel to me i don't know it's just kind of poetic it's just so, so many storylines there's so many good and there's so much bad and it's all on a spectrum and it's just so fun and i'm i'm rambling 
but we have like uh, 50 seconds so we're gonna jump into our first commercial because i can't rumble for that long so if you're listening, hit the gas, graduates. You're almost at the finish line. In 107 of the Bronx 2024 Cruising for Commencement race is on. All graduate and undergraduate students walking this commencement in May can win. Simply answer a two-and-a-half-minute video about your rider experience to 107SoftheBronx.com slash Cruising24 to win a 2024 Toyota Cross L. We'll be back with more of the Bronx Box Story after these underwriting announcements on 107.7 The Bronx and the all-new 107.7 The Bronx.com. Come. We check the score. You're undefeated for tuning back into the Bronx Box Score with your host, Jay Johnson, on 1077 The Bronx. I think the sound of a basketball going into the net is like my favorite sound of all time. That's that sound. Anyway, I just I just heard the bumper and I had to say it. It was on my intrusive thoughts. Anyway. Our new website is officially live. Take a look at the refresh 1077thebronc.com. Cleaner and more modern. Searching the biggest hits and best variety has never been easier. You can listen live, learn about our many student programs and shows, view our daily student show schedule, enter contests, and so much more. Welcome back to the Bronx Box Score on your 2024 IBS Media Award nominee for Best College Radio Station, 1077 The Bronc, and the all-new 1077thebronc.com. Hey, I don't know where we're back at, but we're talking a little bit of basketball, I think. So I'm not going to, well, we are going to get into basketball. Definitely for sure getting into basketball. But um, Rich, I want to, I want to pick up with you because I know that we kind of going around the horn then commercial cut us off. But who do you think is going to win the NBA finals? And then we're going to hard transition again. So I'm just going to let you know that you're getting the last, the last bit of this little, little segment or whatever you want to call it. So make it, make it, make it spicy. What's your hot take? Who's winning the, who's winning the NBA title? I would have Boston right now as one of my teams in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think, barring injuries, they are one of those teams that's in the contention for sure. Uh, Jordan kind of mentioned it earlier. The East is, you know, you've got some people, some teams playing well now, but when they match up final seedings and all that, I don't know if some of them can make it far. I mean, I Embiid's the Sixers question mark if he could stay right. Uh, the Bucks are struggling defensively uh, with Doc Rivers now as the interim coach. Cleveland's a young team, but they could be the surprise team that could make it maybe, but I don't see a realistic scenario for the Cavs. Um, the, the sleeper team that I think we all overlooked probably last year, and if they ever get on a roll, they're the team I do not want to play in the first round. And I know they look probably a little weaker now. Maybe Miami as like mm. a sleeper, because I think that Spolster's been in big games. He can coach a hell of a series. Um I do like the Knicks pickups at the trade deadline to Matt was saying. I do like them, but, you know, if I could maybe if the Knicks heat match each other in the second round, hypothetically, Knicks have a better chance, definitely, but I can't rule out Miami, especially after last uh, playoffs. Uh, so I would say right now I would have Boston coming out of the East. For the West, I mean, quickly looking at the standings, I don't trust Minnesota or OKC. I think they're both too young Very, okay. uh, to make a deep run. I do think if the Clippers could say right, possibly. I don't trust them because Kawhi, I think, always gets hurt when the playoffs start at some point deep in the playoffs. Uh, Paul George also has injury problems. I don't know if Russ and Harden are going to work together, whether one comes off the bench or one comes off the starting lineup. I don't know how that's going to work well in the playoffs. Plus, we all know James Harden's resume in the playoffs. Uh, I would have Denver out of the West. I think that, yes, they're not as deep and as 
maybe talented from a depth standpoint as they were last playoffs, but I still think the West is going to run through Jokic. I mean, I know the Suns are playing okay now, but uh, the reason they don't go far is because of some odd reason. They just cannot play well against the top teams when it matters. So I would say Boston and Denver in the finals for me at this point. I like that. I mean, I think that we can make the argument Nikola Jokic is a basketball player right now. I think that you can make that argument. Um, and I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I'm just saying that because I think it's. I just think that's the truth. It it changes every year, but I mean, right now he's he's playing the best basketball on the planet, and it is what it is. I don't know who's gonna beat him. So that that Nuggets team they just play differently. Jokic plays differently. He shifts into a second gear. Uh, and the East is just so finicky. I don't. We're not talking. We got. We got. We can talk forever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So we're gonna take a step back. We're gonna. We're gonna center ourselves. And we are all lovely students at the Rider University. Um. So I want to switch gears to that. How did we get here? I'm not gonna tell my story. I'm never tell how I got here. It's not that cool. So let's, uh, let, let's talk to. Let's talk to you, Jordan. How'd you get here? Well, let's see. When I brought this up with my parents, my dad said, "Say a car." Mm-hmm. But um, shh. <laughs> Matt, you're shaking your head. Thank you. You see, and this is what you guys are missing when you don't <laughs> tune in to the to men's broadcast because it's two two hours filled with them. Continue. I'm sorry. This is what this is. Yeah, this is what happens whenever someone calls a commercial a, a timeout and we can't go to commercial. Yep. Any anyways, let's see. I'm a transfer student. Okay. So this is my second semester now on campus. I used to go to Bucks County Community College. Got my gen eds out of the way. Now I'm here at Ryder, and I mean, look, I mean, a Ryder, I mean, it's convenient for me. It's 20 minutes away from my house. We have an award-winning radio station. Hopefully yeah, we're going to win some more awards in a couple of weeks. Hey, man, don't get me excited up here. Don't turn me up, Jordan. I, I already continue. I'm sorry. My fault. March 2nd, cross your fingers. Anyways, um, yeah, I mean, the radio station, obviously, is a huge factor for me. Mm-hmm. Just the ability to be able to broadcast these games be able to broadcast lawrence high school football and now rider men's basketball you know i love the opportunities yeah i mean we get we get to have a lot a lot of fun here at 1077 the bronc uh matt you have a dog with you but uh talk to me maybe your dog wants to talk to me uh why rider how do we how did you get here so i'm a continuing education student that basically means uh i already have a bachelor's i went to the university of massachusetts uh and I got a degree in uh, theater, and I lie and say film studies, but I didn't get that. But I did take a lot of film study classes, bad dog. Okay. Um, sat on my laptop. <laughs> um, uh, and I lived in New York for about, like, eight years. I initially wanted to be, like, a comedian and a sketch writer, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of pursued that, but then the pandemic happened, and I just started to reevaluate what I liked and what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and find, like, some actual like, career direction. And I always knew that I liked sports. I liked knowing about sports and if i didn't know i was pretty open about that and i always liked going to sources that know more than me or like where i can like learn more about it so that then i can like tell other people that don't know sports about it but like in like a billion informed way because like i really like sports i think sports are a lot of fun and i think sports can bring people together i think um for lack of a better term there's a lot of machismo and gatekeeping that gets in the way but um that's why i like using like my jokes and comedy to like 
talk about it, but like in a fun way to like make it seem exciting and stuff like that, which is especially important because my favorite sport is baseball and people blaze over when I say that. <laughs> um, but, um, but um, yeah, no, but so last year, last May, my lease was coming up in New York and I knew I wanted to go back to school for like sports media and broadcasting type stuff. Um, cause I also really want to learn more about like radio and specifically podcasting. Cause I really want to work in those fields. Mm-hmm. And, um, initially I was looking at community colleges and thinking about getting another and thinking about getting like an associate. But then my mom who she got her PhD from writer suggested writer saying they have a sports media program. Um, and I decided to check it out and it was what I was looking for. And I applied and, uh, I, got in and um the second i got the email being like hey we have an opening for basketball broadcasting uh i immediately applied and sent like a cover letter which i didn't know if i was supposed to do or not and i remember talking to jake shout out to jake former sports director shout out to jake, about it. i was like i was like i don't know if i needed a cover letter because like also like i'm not gonna lie guys like i'm 30 so like i've been in the workforce and i know that to get a job you need a cover letter mm-hmm. So uh, I was like, all right, here's a cover letter. I don't know if it's too much, but this is why I'm here. I'm not here the best around. And I'd like to use this opportunity if it's available. And then, uh, you know, uh, I got uh, I got the gig. I got it with you and Jordan. I knew Jordan from my entry to sports writing class. Um, and, yeah, the rest at least is writer history. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. And then I also got my show uh, on the radio show and that's been a lot of fun it's been a good time and you know now we go to new york and call conference games yeah we have fun at all these conference games even though they yell at the lovely rider men's bronx and i'm like we're just trying to play basketball man Anyway, you said something that was really thoughtful. I'm going to get into that once Rich is tell- done telling us his origin story. So talk to me. Did you Were you bit by a radioactive spider, Rich, and that's why you're here at Rider University? No, I was not bit by a radioactive spider, Jay. Um, I went to Brookdale to complete like my jet eds. I, I thought, you know, when I was planning this whole process after high school where I wanted to go, that I would go to Brookdale, get my jet eds out of the way, go cheaper route. Um, I did that for about three years and then the pandemic hit, unfortunately, where I had to kind of wait because a lot of the classes I took at Brookdale were in person. And for me, I learned better in person than virtually. I wasn't a fan of all the virtual learning at the time. Mm. So I decided, okay, let me take a couple years off. Let me see if I can, you know, work then, you know, let everything kind of quiet down before I go back. But going back a little before the pandemic happened, um, it, when I was a senior in high school uh, in 2017, um, when I was looking at colleges, um, I know writers sent me a couple emails saying they were interested. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, let me take a look into this. Um, I seen they had a degree, they had sports media, and I was like, okay, this is definitely what I want to do. I'm like, let, let me look into this. And I'll never forget, I went to an open house, came away impressed, but I wanted to just make sure I get my gen eds out of the way. With Brookdale, I did. Then I had to work three years. And then I decided that, all right, it's everything's kind of quieted down. Let me try to see if I can go back, finish something that I wanted to start. Mm-hmm. And I applied, you know, to try to get in this semester. And I'm obviously now finishing my education, uh, trying to get my bachelor's degree in sports, sports media. Um, and honestly, 
one of the things I made sure that I set right off the bat, my goal was to just see what's out there for me as far as where I could start my sports media career, where I could go. And the first thing I jumped at was, believe it or not, at an open house, uh, Bronx Vision, they had like one of those tri-boards at those science fairs. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, I said, is this related to sports broadcasting? Because when you see the ESPN logo, you're like, yeah. oh, it's close to what you want. This is exactly what you want. So I'm like, let me ask. And they kind of, you know, explained about like how they do it and stuff. And I was, I, my biggest takeaway was I was so interested. I was like, all right, I'm going to start here and then... I went, you know, to the first day of the Ryder News meeting. I'm like, all right, let me see if they need sports training because I hear they need help. I'm like, be happy to, you know, help out wherever they need. And I covered soccer, uh, women's soccer and a couple men's soccer games for the Ryder News. And then uh, I'm still with them now. I just recently did men's basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm trying to either do lacrosse or baseball from what I know was out there. And then uh, to kind of quickly sum up, uh, I heard there was a – uh, broadcasting opportunity for men's basketball for the ra- women's basketball for the radio station um so i immediately was like i have to get my resume ready it still happened we fit perfectly because i was making a resume for one of my classes i was taking so two for one got it done there um and i'll never forget that i got called in for an interview by uh jacob serrano and i went in confident i'm like i'm ready to go do this i'm ready to be, you know make my best pitch about myself and I felt like when I came out of the interview, I was like, I feel like I'm ready for it. And when I got called for that second interview, that's how me and Matt actually met. And uh, John Moses said to both of us that, you know, one of you is going to do women's broadca- uh, basketball, one of you is going to do men's. Told me basically how, how I started. And I'm thankful to both Jacob Serrano and John Moses and everybody at uh, 1077 The Bronx for the opportunity to call uh, – women's basketball games. I'm proud of my partners that I'm working with. I got a great team and Benjamin Chanel, who I also work at Ryder News with, uh, and Owen McCarron. I've been privileged and grateful to be partnered with those guys and also to meet, you know, you guys just to kind of learn what the men's games are like. It's fun, you know, not just learning one side. It's fun learning both sides of it. That is actually why I wanted to have you on, Rich, because, you know, Jordan, Matt, and I, we all, we do every every moment we're together. You get the two of us, three of us together. It's, so how do you feel about this? How do you feel about that? Do you think they're going to win? And it's really, like, I, I think that one of the best parts about being able to cover your college is that I go here, and for two years, I've never been to a rider, a rider men's game. First year, it was COVID, so whatever. But the second year, I was just like, no, it's not for me. I'm quiet and scared. I'm going to hide. And that's what I did. And I didn't, you know, I didn't want to see the, anything. And then radio station comes. I'm not going to get into all of my stories because there's other things to talk about. But, yeah, it's fun to call these games. And uh, real quick, I just want to get you guys, like, ideas. Like, what is it like calling calling a game? I already know what it's like for me. I've already explained it a million times. But... What do you guys love doing about calling these games? Go ahead, Jordan. We'll start with you. All right. All right. Uh, for me, for me, I, I kind of see it almost as like a learning experience. And, you know, at the same time, just having fun with it. Mm-hmm. Because, look, this is what I've wanted to do for my career ever since I was like nine, ten years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having the opportunity through 107.7 The Bronx to be able to call football, to be able to call basketball, it's helping me learn more about just, you know, what goes into calling games, what goes into calling games on the radio. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's something that I had never really known up until this year. Because, of course, you watch, it's it's, you, watch everything on TV. Yeah. 
and then you switch over to radio and boy is it a completely different animal than tv um but yeah for me it's really just like you know a good learning experience i'm learning more about like you know different just, just things like as simple like as different phrases i like to use trying to learn kind of the things you would never even think about like pacing uh obviously energy level stuff like that so yeah i want to i want to jump in real quick like people don't understand how fast basketball moves until you have to say what happens as it's happening in jordan I mean, picture. yeah, like you, you'll sit there between commercials and <sighs> that's all I hear. That's literally all I hear is you just, you catch your breath that one time and I'm like, yeah, he's ready to go. And there'll be times and plays where he has, because the games, the games move fast. And sometimes that ball hits the backboard and back down the court, ball hits the rim, back down the court. And great job for you to be able to stay on top of the action because uh, I would have just had to tell you like if the shot went in or not, that's the, that's the best you would have got out of me. But I mean, Shout out to you, Jordan. Does a great job. He makes the prep sheets. He does everything for us. He makes sure that we get to point A to point B. Matt also does that as well. Um, I just come with cool stories for the car ride. But uh, real quick, uh, we're gonna because because Rich, you didn't you didn't get to in the last segment. Uh, Rich, what's it like calling these women's games? Talk to us. Jump into the mind of the Colin commentator. One of the Colin commentators for the women's uh, Rider women's basketball team. I mean, it's I mean, it's a lot like Jordan said. Um, I think for me, really, the fun part is you know. I've never really been like a front row up close seat to a college basketball environment. All I've known is watching it on my TV and, you know, just kind of from the TV side of it, not actually being in a front row seat. Like it's right. In, the action's right in front of you. And I'm like, Holy cow. I'm, I'm right in front of this action. It's, it's right here. And I know like that when I started, I was a little nervous, but you know, trying to find like where I am and stuff. But, you know, I realized, too, like Jordan said, how fast it really is. But kind of like what you were saying, too, Jay, the action's fast. you mm-hmm. got to get your point out and go. Yeah. And when I started, I wasn't – I was a little slow because I was trying to figure out my quick words, like, right off the bat. And it took me a couple games. And then I want to say within probably the last month or month and a half, I started to kind of have a quicker turn with it. And I was flowing better. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like now when I call games – that I can get it quicker. I can explain it maybe, you know, half a second faster than I probably couldn't, let's say November in early part of December. So, I mean, and then just for the road environments, it's like, it's not as packed as sometimes like, you know, in our gym, but compared to the men's games when I was doing it for the newspaper, uh, for the Rider News on um, on Saturday, I realized like, wow, the art, like a full pack gym is different than maybe you know, 25, 30% or even half pack gym. I'm like, wow, it's crazy. I mean, even when I go in the road environments, it's not as close, like as far as a packed environment and just the energy, uh, just the whole process for me is fun. So I feel like I'm just soaking up everything, learning as much as I can. And going like every time I go in and I call a game, I'm making, I'm making it tough for somebody to say, yeah, you know, he's just not good enough. I make it tough for those people to kind of decide. So I go in always like, you know, let me put my best game out there and let everything just take care of itself. Yeah. And I think one thing that I, I want to jump in and say before we go to break is that it's really hard to, well, maybe not for us because we go to the school and, you know, in some scenarios you might have class with one of the players and, you know, we, we talk to the coaches on, on a pretty consistent basis. So it's hard for us to maybe be um, uh, unbiased, but 
I think that when you come in with a with a rooter's mindset and you say, I care as much about the team as winning as the fans and I care as much as the team winning as, you know, whoever else has a vested interest, stuff like that, like, it's fun. And you can have fun on those broadcasts. You can have fun with the people next to you. And that's the other thing I was saying when uh, Jordan first joined uh, before we started the show was, like, being able to call a game with people that you are friends with and that you are, are you know, you can you can have fun with and have conversations with, like, that just makes it so much easier because you'll also start to flow off each other and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. we're going to get more into that when we get back because we got to go talk. We have to go get the other voices on this lovely station their chance to shine because who wants to hear me talk for 24 hours? I don't even want to talk for that long. But... Anyway, survive the rest of the winter with warm, comfy clothes from the 1077 The Bronx General Store. Start your spring semester off right with some WRRC swag. Buy Bronx hoodies, long sleeves, tees, and crews, quarter zips, and more. Go to 1077thebronc.com slash shop the Bronx to get bundled up for the cold weather. A portion of all proceeds go to support the 1077 The Bronx Studios. We'll be back with more of the Bronx Box Score after these underwriting announcements on 1077 The Bronx and the all-new 1077thebronc.com. Lobs you exclusive player and coach interviews on the Bronx Box Score, which we will alley oop you back to right now on 1077 The Bronx. Well, I don't have any, you know, players or coach interviews here. So if you came for that, I'm sorry. My fault. I'll be better for next week. That's on me. Anyway. It's Black History Month, and 1077 The Bronx is celebrating black culture all month with milestones in African-American history. Listen every hour to hear how Oprah Winfrey, Alpha Phi Alpha, Ruby Ridges, and more impacted our world and culture because black history is history. Welcome back to the Bronx Box Score on your 2024 IBS Media Award nominee for Best College Radio Station, 1077 The Bronx, and the all-new 1077thebronc.com. We have like nine, ten-ish minutes, however you want to count, because numbers are optional. Um... So we're just going to jump into conference play because we, we, we all call the games and we all watch the, the men and women run up and down the floor and it makes us so happy and maybe sometimes not happy. But, you know, we have fun doing it. So, Jordan, I'll start with you. How do we feel about this Ryder men's team going into their next game against Mount St. Mary's and also, you know, just for the regular season? How do you, how do you feel? Uh, I'll hit on the Mount St. Mary's point first. That's going to be tough on Friday night. I mean, I know the Bronx, the Bronx went down to Emmitsburg a couple weeks ago. We're able to get the win down there. But ever since, the Mountaineers have been playing like a totally different team. They haven't lost since. They've won four straight. Uh, their top player, Dakota Lafue, has been balling out. I mean, he's now kind of inserted himself into that upper echelon of players who can buy for a uh, MAC player of the year. Of course, that's going to be the big story, really. Friday night is going to be Lafue against Mervyn James, and the Bronx are going to have to come with their A game because they've got to get back on track. They have a ton of games ahead of them against teams that are above them in the standings. Uh, they go Mount St. Mary's and then up to Manhattan, but then Iona and then Quinnipiac, who's right now at the top. And Riders, they've lost three consecutive games. It hasn't looked pretty, really, in any of them. I mean, the Iona game, the second half was a major problem. That's kind of been the theme. Uh, they got to figure a lot of stuff out. And look, this Mount St. Mary's team, they've been hot. A couple of their wins in this four-game streak are against teams like Siena and Manhattan, who right now are at the bottom of the league. But they also just, they're coming off of a big 17-point win over Quinnipiac. So not really sure what to make of them. I mean, I know, look, they've been red hot as of late, and Ryder's going to have to find a way to cool them down. That's going to have to start with the defensive game plan on Lafue. 
And then for Ryder, they're going to have they have to play better in the second half of games. Jay, we've talked about it on the broadcast all season at nauseum, really. The fact that they haven't really had been able to consistently put two good halves of basketball together. That's been the main problem here recently. And if they're going to want to figure it out, they're going to have to play a full 40 minutes Friday night. Full 40 minutes. I'm excited to see what they, they do. Listen, this Ryder team excites me. Every time we get into the, the alumni gym on game day, it's like the juices are flowing, you know? I'm just like, okay, let's see what we got. Because this team is surprising me. I, and I feel like we, we bring this up all the time with that game in Delaware. It's how I was like, okay, like I'm now now it's time. Now I'm excited to play basketball and watch this team go out and win. Uh, Matt, going to jump to you. How do you feel about this 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 Ryder men's team? Like, what's 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 going through the head what's going what's going through your brain so yesterday during my com 104 lecture um i uh spent the entire class like kind of listening but mainly i was thinking up questions to ask coach on the coaches show mm-hmm. uh sh- shout out to com 104 it's yeah. it's uh it is a class <laughs> i'll describe it as that um but um one question I wrote, and, like, it's a question I think we asked a couple of weeks ago. But, like, I, I feel like I saw it play out in the Marist game in a way I don't know if I've seen this season. Because the way Marist was playing, it was almost like, to them, they weren't playing basketball. They were playing hockey. And by that, I mean, like, they were doing, like, full-blown line changes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, they had a top, top five, then they had their second line. And they just came out fresher overall. And, like, a big issue that Ryder has is that, like, they at most have eight dudes off the bench. And even those three that come off the bench, uh, eight dudes that play total. Sorry, uh, math is hard. Um, but those three dudes that come off the bench, like, like there's there's zero consistency there in terms of scoring. Like, yeah, you got JT coming off the bench. And he's good for some rebounds. He's good for some blocks. He's upped his aggression, I think, a little bit. But, like, putting it in the cup is still really hard. DJ Dudley, man, uh, I, I, he's good. I just wish he was playing a little bit more consistently so that, like, we can have some scoring off the bench because they need to win both these games. That's imperative. But I think they're just tired. And they're unfortunately getting tired at the wrong time, you know. Uh, and it's going to be hard. They got to win both these games this weekend. Like there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They got to win at the AG, and then when we go to Riverdale on Sunday, they got to win. Um, they're definitely going to be playing in the first round of the tournament. Uh, they're not going to get a bye, I think, unfortunately. But you want to end this season on a strong note, and I that that's got to start on Friday, and. Dudes off the bench got to start scoring so that uh, the dudes on the starting line can get a breather, like a consistent breather, but also know that like the lead's not going to slip away. You know what I mean? I get you, Matt. Listen, Friday night here, Alumni Gym, come through. Big game. Let's do it. We're getting ready for the Max Man. Anyway, switching gears. Ryder women's team, Rich, you're here with us. Talk to me. How the women look. What's 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 going through? What are the thoughts and feelings as we get closer to March? Well, I think that Saturday was a huge win. I mean, I was happy they won Saturday. I mean, they were on a seven-game losing streak before that. They were dealing with you know some uh, sickness going around, which you know I was like, okay, this worries me. With Manhattan coming back, 
and us playing in Manhattan early in December uh, did not like the way that that game was at the time. And, you know, when I we were kind of surprised, me, Owen, and Ben, that they only had six players that were active. And they ended up with four in, 15, in the last 15 seconds. That's crazy. But that's a huge win nonetheless because that's a team above 500. You beat them on your home floor, undermanned or not. Now, they got a stretch where it's at Iona. They've been Iona at home, but they have to win this road game because they only have one road win on the year, and that win was an overtime win at Lehigh. If you could beat Iona in Iona, after that, you've got St. Peter's, which they were, uh, you know, neck and neck with St. Peter's up until the third quarter when everything fell apart. And then Marist, that game was closer than the final score said. They played tough in Marist. They just couldn't close out. So I think that if they can win their next three, they're going to be in a good spot. But the last four is tough with three of the four being on the road at Niagara, at Canisius, home for Siena, and then at Fairfield, which, oh, last time we saw, last time I saw Fairfield, uh, you know, they played them tough. And then that's a, almost a top 25 team. They go on a crazy run and they pull, know how to pull away. So I think that they could definitely win two out of three. They play better at home than on the road, but they have to win at, at Iona to be like a serious like run. But uh, I think they need to win on the road. I know what Taylor Lankin can do really well. She's great in the paint. Um, I think that at times of the double teams, I'm a little worried because I think that she tries to force it too much when you know a double double team happens. You have to kick that out sometimes. Somebody's open if they're doubling you. And then Molly Lynch seeing what how well she did for Jessica Schiffer, who was uh, out against Manhattan, it just shows me, okay, we have some good bench scorers when their number is called. I've seen Cost Morales play well in defense. I know what Michaela Fireball is capable of, and I know that, you know, uh, Sine Rudman, when we give her more offensive plays to run through, she can be a really good scorer on any given game. So... I think they could definitely win two out of three coming up, but it's going to start with Iona on Thursday. They have to go on the road and win, and they're capable of doing it. So I feel like if they can get on a little roll these next three games, I think they would feel pretty fine. And then, you know, those last four, if you could steal a couple upsets there, they could be all right. Wouldn't be surprised to see them win a game in the uh, first round of the tournament. And then after that, uh, right now it's tough, but depends on these next three games. Hey, the Mac is very interesting. The Mac is very fun to watch. I know all four of us combined good time watching both the men and women play. I hope that everybody that comes to the school goes to school has fun. I mean, I want to see I want to see the AG packed up, you know, for the next however many home games. Of course, the uh, women, they don't have a game at home until the, what is that, 22nd? Oh, my glasses on. Uh, against St. Peter's, they're going to be at Iona on Thursday. Um, that's going to be fun. If I don't know if you're in like New York or something, I don't know. I won't be there. So, but I want to thank all of you for joining me for this snowy, snow day version of the Bronx Box Score. We're gonna be back with some more athletes, some more interviews, some more whatever. But I really do appreciate you guys because you you guys are the radio people. You guys make my my job so much easier. You guys make make my life so much easier. And I want to thank you guys for coming on. I want if you guys have anything to say, plug, go ahead. People are looking around. <laughs> Sports Jammer tonight at 10. We're going to be talking Super Bowl as well as what am I going to watch now that football is over. Boom. But it's a good time. It's a fun time. Jay Rich, if you're not doing anything, come on by. I might just Jordan, pop. you always have an open invite. <laughs> I might just pop on by, Matt. I don't know yet. Jordan, what do you have to plug? 
Uh, tune in Friday night if you can't make it. If you can, bring that same energy, fans, that you guys brought against Siena because, oh my goodness, was that game probably the most fun this year. And we need to break this three-game losing streak, so let's go. Uh, and actually, here's what you can do. Come to the game and listen live. <laughs> do both because then you get both, live. Yeah. It's not going to be live. It's actually going to be delayed. But... You'll get to hear Hold my voice. Hold your phone up to your ear. Exactly. Yeah. Same thing. Put some AirPods in. I don't know. You'll figure it out. Rich, anything you want to plug? Uh, you know, uh, next home, next women's home game, like you mentioned, uh, February 22nd on Thursday. Uh, home for St. Peter's. Let's hopefully get a, you know, really nice crowd for that one. And, uh... Thank you for having me on, Jay. Hey, of course. Anytime, you know. You boys can come on whenever whenever we get a chance to do this again. Hey, if it snows next week, same time, same place. Anyway, thank you for listening to the Bronx Boxcar. We'll be back with the more more of the Bronx Boxcar. You know you know what I say. Same time, same place, same host. It's still Jay on 107 on the Bronx. Stay tuned for more of the biggest hits and best variety on the number seven ranked and best college radio station in the country by the Prince Review. Your 2023 winner and 2024 IBS Media Award nominee for best college radio station and four-time nominee for an NAB Marconi Radio Award College Radio Station of the Year. Man, that sounds so good. 107.7 The Bronx and the all-new 107.7 The Bronx.com. Um, listen to this. Today's show is over. The Bronx Box Score has made its mark and check the scoreboard on everything Rider Athletics. Tune in next Tuesday from 5 to 6 p.m. for updated Bronx stats and scores. Struck out and missed a show? Change sides and take a listen to past episodes on any of your favorite podcasting platforms at 1077thebronc.com slash score. Time to score you back to the biggest hits and best variety exclusively on 1077 The Bronx.